As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Impressive offensive display of the Kirk Ferentz era. We witness the absolute worst. What the hell was that? Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. Alongside John Sears, I'm Keith Murphy, and that about covers it. What was that? I'm still wondering. I think Hawkeye fans are still like, what? Meantime, Cyclone the same fans team? Are, are wondering why that wasn't uh. a catch. Sound off at 515-282-9010. That's the number. Here are the hot topics. The Cyclones can't wrestle a win away from Oklahoma State on Senior Day. Iowa State's championship dreams end in heartbreak, 49-42. And the Hawkeyes don't get off the bus in Madison. Not sure who those guys were playing, Wisconsin, but it wasn't the guys who just blew out Ohio State. 515-282-9010, your chance. Sound off right now. Hmm? From 55 points to 66 yards, I honestly can't explain what we just saw from Iowa, so in two minutes, I'll let John try. Iowa State lost a shootout to Oklahoma State. Generally, Cyclones should avoid shootouts with Cowboys, but once in it, win it. And Iowa State tried to the bitter end, and I do mean bitter. If you're a Cyclone fan, this was a touchdown catch. Cowboy fan, interception. Me? Simultaneous possession, tie, and that goes to the receiver. Officials originally said pick, and there wasn't indisputable evidence. It was sputable, so the call stands. As Matt Campbell said, though, ISU left other plays out there, so don't whine. It's a loss, but not a lost season. And here's the promising part. Cyclone players and fans thought Iowa State would find a way to win, not find a way to lose. That's a significant step for a program where everyone's been in the post-Kreiner crash position since the mid-80s. Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy says, Iowa State's not flashy, so you don't see how good the Cyclones are until you play them. Gundy's a man, he's 50, and he's right. The Cyclones play smart, fundamental, team-first football. The Cyclones had three different quarterbacks lead Iowa State into the end zone and none was the starter in September. It really is team first. Iowa State won't have that dream season yet, but as long as Matt Campbell stays in Ames, and he'll be there next year, it should happen soon. Welcome to the new normal. The Cyclones are in every game, and Iowa State had a sold out crowd announced in November. That hadn't happened since dirt. That was a great game, Keith. Oh, what a difference one week can make. 
At this time last Sunday, Hawkeye fans were giddy, bursting with joy, beaming with confidence, and rightfully so. 55 points dropped on Ohio State, one of the most impressive wins I've ever seen. The offense looked unstoppable, but like an Yvonne Drago punch to the face, Hawkeye fans are welcomed back to reality. Iowa only manages 66 total yards against the Badgers. 66! Brutal is about the best way to describe it. Had it not been for Josh Jackson, this would have been the worst loss since Kirk Ferentz's first season. The roller coaster ride of emotions for fans is kind of amusing from week to week. Last Sunday, right here on this show, Keith wrote and delivered a great piece on Kirk Ferentz and his value to Iowa. That video has been viewed over 200,000 times. Now all of a sudden fans are back to hating the coaching staff. Kirk's back to his old ways. Where are the adjustments? Why don't they just do what they did against the Buckeyes? <laughs> no one is going to defend the offensive performance. It was bad. But do you really think all the coaches just forgot how to coach in a week? You think they aren't trying everything possible? Nothing was working. Drop passes, turnovers, penalties, bad throws, subpar special teams, the list goes on. It happens. What fans forget is Wisconsin has a damn good football team. The Badgers also have scholarship players that also want to win. They run a completely different defense than Ohio State. It rattled and confused Iowa. Just look around college football. Notre Dame got stomped. Michigan State lost by 45 to the same Ohio State team Iowa just beat by 31. No team is perfectly consistent. We saw the potential against the Buckeyes. Unfortunately, we just saw the worst against the Badgers. Yeah, why, uh, why don't you just uh, use a game plan uh, that you used uh, against the Buckeyes? Uh, that seems uh, smart to me. Just do what you did against Ohio State. Draw it up like that. Every, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Kirk a call and just say, Kirk, just write that up every week. What you did against Ohio yeah. State. That was that was a you good did game it. plan. Do that every uh, week, and we're the national champions. Bill is in Oskaloosa. He has thoughts on uh, Hawkeye football at Wisconsin. Bill, that was um, about as one-sided as it gets, except for Josh Jackson. What did you think? Yeah, this is uh, Bill in Oskaloosa, and. I'm a fan of all the Iowa teams, Iowa, Iowa State, Drake, you and I. But the Iowa games the last two weeks, they looked like world beaters one week, and they couldn't beat the little sisters of the poor the next week. Well, you're right about that. Uh, John, I was in a car accident uh, nearly two weeks ago, but that's not why I feel whiplash. It's from watching <laughs> the Ohio State game and then watching the Wisconsin game. I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, I, I, I don't either. Like, I, I get that they're different defenses. I get all that. Everybody gets that. But you think the offense could do something because they had so much momentum against the Buckeyes. And that's the hard thing for fans to realize. Look at this. Is because, you know, if they beat Ohio State by seven and it's a close game, Fans are probably thinking, okay, if we lose to Wisconsin, not a big deal. But when you win by 31 and you look so good and then you look so bad against Wisconsin, it's hard to fathom that's just one week difference. It, it is really hard to understand how a guy can go from throwing five touchdown passes against Ohio State to, what, eight total completions for about 40 yards? 40 yards, yeah. yeah it is hard to imagine. Uh, our man Les is in Ames. Let's get to the – catch no catch controversy let's let's start there 
Uh, I'm sure you've watched the replay many times, and uh, it's hard for you to be completely objective, but what do you think? Catch or no catch? Um, to be honest, I I'm an Iowa State Cyclone, heart to heart, lead Cardinal in gold, but it, it was taken away. It was taken away. Um, it, it, you know, it looked 50-50, but it looked like the defender beat him, beat, beat him to the ball. What else did you think of uh, the game, Les? Uh, well, to be honest, uh, I talked about it with, with, with some of the guys uh, at Iowa State, and I did not think that Mason Rudolph was not, was not going to go into Jack Trice and have a shootout. Keith, you were right. The Cyclones did not want to get in a shootout with a Cowboy, and you know, he just he, he, he was all over the place and just dang near unstoppable. Um, on the other hand, Iowa State, you know, you, you can't beat yourself. You have to capitalize on those, on those opportunities. Um, there was, I, again, just like you guys said, a lot of missed opportunities there. Um, but Iowa State, if they really want to be a contender in the Big 12, and the Big 12 is a tough conference, they really have to close out these big games. You guys know what I'm saying? We know what you're saying, Les. Well done, as man, uh, always, Ross, anytime. Even though they lost, man, that was a great college football game. It, it really was. It was It was exciting. It was an effort. And it was uh, what I was trying to say in Murphy's Law is it was different in that stadium, John, because fans were expecting to win. Yeah. And in the past, they get into that cover-up position because they've been let down by games like this. So it is changing. And it's time for lookalikes with a local connection. Old Spice, our director, also judges. It's a big responsibility. Uh, Michelle says, mullet Mike Gundy looks like hair club for men president Cy Sperling. And he's not only the president, he's also a client. Old Spice? Let's try Cy this Cy needs a mullet. He yeah, needs a mullet on he, him. He needs a mullet to pay. Uh, Matt Lundquist, also known as Cy Booty, says Trump agriculture nominee Sam Clovis looks like former ISU offensive coordinator Mark Mangino. Uh, Mangino looks like Clovis. Old Spice. Which one is Mangino? I went to the Foo Fighters concert this weekend, but you'd never know it. There's something kind of sad about that. It's What's Bugging Andy next. Twitter is at SoundOff13. Rock M writes, My takeaway from the weekend is despite the upsets earlier, these are two pretty average football teams, and ISU needs bigger corners. Jake writes, Hawkeye offense is one of, if not the most inconsistent I've ever seen. Should at least get one of the final two games. Justin writes, I learned that while they're vastly improved, the Cyclones aren't quite in that top third of the Big 12 like they were in the month of October. I fully expect them to be focused and ready for the final three games of the season, counting the bowl okay. game. Well, the smoke cleared from Wells Fargo Arena. And that means Andy's ready to rock. I went to the Foo Fighters concert this weekend, and I must say, it was really great to be in a real rock concert. Now, they've been around for quite a while, but they're not a band that's past its prime or on some sort of reunion tour. They're still huge. It took me back, back to my high school days when my friends and I would sleep outside waiting in line to buy tickets. Isn't it funny what music will make you miss? I mean, it makes me miss things that were really not that great, like the tape deck inside my Volkswagen and the uh, Led Zeppelin sticker I had on the dented bumper. Concerts make me miss things like eating six White Castle's cheeseburgers at 1 a.m., even though it meant an hour in the bathroom the next day. And they make me miss the old rat-infested St. Louis arena and wearing a jacket inside so I could smuggle in a camera and who knows what else. 
And if you think those are strange things to miss, well, listen to this. A rock concert makes me miss cigarette smoke. Yes, I said it, but hear me out. For those of you who grew up anywhere between Elvis and Eminem, cigarette smoke was as much a part of a concert as amplifiers and overpriced t-shirts. I mean, it made the place smell like music. And then your clothes smelled like music for the next several days. But most importantly, the smoke just gave the inside of the arena this supernatural effect, right? Pink Floyd's lasers stood out more. And it made the performers look even more like the rock gods that you already thought they were. Eddie Van Halen looked like he was playing so hard he was actually catching on fire. Partially because he was playing Eruption, and partially because he was actually smoking while he was playing it. Now with the Marlboro and the smoke all gone, old Eddie looks like well, he looks like a 62-year-old dude who's got more miles on him than a set of bald tires. Don't get me wrong, all right? Cigarettes, bad, no smoking, good. But while there's nothing to miss about smoking on airplanes or in restaurants or smoking by doctors or by dads in cars, I gotta be honest, a concert without the smoke just ain't quite the same. Smoke machines don't have the same effect. Holding up a cell phone instead of a lighter? Nah. No actual flame, no actual soul. It's not coming back, and that's a good thing, I get it. But not everything that we miss about our childhood would be considered good by today's standards. That ain't PC, but it's honest. And it's what's bugging me. All right, Andy clearly <laughs> lost his mind tonight. Mullet talk plus uh, live calls from Bob, Eric, Rick, and Spencer. This is Sound Off. You can like us on Facebook at Sound Off Nation. Steven writes, the ISU coaches seem to be able to get the clones to play at a high energy level, whether they are at home or on the road. Oklahoma is, a, is an example. Cyclones played a good Iowa team and a good Okie State team close. The Hawks are a roller coaster team. Why? Andrew writes, Hawkeyes spent too much time celebrating last week's win and forgot to get ready for today's game. That is the coach's fault. They let all the hype and media attention get to their heads. Iowa's quarterback played like a high school freshman. Hopefully they will bounce back next week. They said that wasn't the case. Who's in your five favorite sports mullets, at least as mm. of tonight? Uh, number five, Randy Johnson. Tallest guy with a mullet. Yeah, that's a full mud flap right there. Number four, Andre Agassi. Balding on oh, top. Oh, goodness. Extra hair in the back. That I is, can't, I, it's hard to picture him like that because now he's bald. Yeah, he, he is. Bald. Uh, number three, Martina Navratilova. Proves a woman can have a mullet. Look at that. Have to all yeah. be men. Yeah. Number two, Larry Bird didn't even know he had a mullet. That's just the way he wore his hair. <laughs> and number one, rolled out of bed. My man Mike Gundy from the Mel Gibson Lethal Weapon Collection. Look at that thing. All right, let's get it going with Spencer in Eldora. Spencer, Hawkeye football. What did you uh, take away from that game at Madison? You know, it just didn't seem like they were all there. And uh, I'm a Hawkeye fan through and through. Another great performance by Josh Jackson. Definitely a Jim Thorpe Award uh, recipient. Hopefully he gets it. And uh, they just need to clean it up next week. Hopefully they can get it done. 
Rick in New Providence. Crazy, th crazy thing is, hold on one second, Rick. When he, when he takes that second pick six back and makes it 17-14, then Iowa gets the ball back. Some crazy reason, I think all fans were thinking, we got a chance at this thing. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. Then, I thought that. And then Stanley gets, like, sacked back almost in the end zone. It's, it, it all derailed from there. But this second pick six, fans are thinking, we haven't done anything, and we got a chance. I don't care that Iowa lost as far as awards go. Uh, Josh Jackson should be the National Defensive Player of the Week. He yeah. had two pick sixes <laughs> at Wisconsin. Uh, Rick is in New Providence. Uh, Rick, your thoughts? Well, you know, guys, I kind of thought we'd uh, lose to uh, Penn State. Ohio State and Wisconsin, I kind of had that in my head and salvaged a pretty decent year. I think it teased us with the Penn State win that we play up with the best. Ohio State, I think, kind of brainwashed us. We could beat anybody. And then I think you just got to bow and say Wisconsin was a better team. I mean, the record states that. The thing that gets me about the season, the Northwestern loss, I think it was one we should have won more so than probably beating Penn State and Wisconsin. Uh, wondering about your thoughts on the last two games, if we can win them both and salvage a pretty decent season. I, I, yeah. think, I think Iowa wins both these games. They should beat Purdue at home, and Nebraska is a dumpster fire right now, so they should take care of the Cornhuskers. Finish. It is on the road. Yeah, it's a road game. It's not easy. It's a trophy game, but, man, Nebraska looks terrible. They're 8-4, and four, and I also think Iowa State can and should win both of their final road games. Kansas State is not going to be easy, but I, th I think Iowa and Iowa State both finish 8-4. and four. The thing I liked about Iowa and Iowa State this season is neither team had been blown out. The, the, the Cyclones' worst loss is 10 points to Texas. The Hawkeyes had, what was their worst loss, 7 points yeah. before this. Before this, yeah. This changed a lot of how fans feel about uh, – some of the season because there's so much momentum coming out of Ohio State. And I think if you told fans, hey, we're going to give you a split. Give you a split between Ohio, Ohio State, State and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Sure. Everybody like, yeah, let's yeah. take it. But the, take it. the way they played against Ohio State, it just, like the caller said, brainwashed fans into thinking they could beat Wisconsin easily. The D stands for dominate or is it dynasty? Dowling, part of faceoff, plus your final live takes. We'll hear from Bob and Eric. 282-9010. It is Sound Off Live. You can email the show, soundoff at whotv.com. Iowa State football is the new Iowa football. Iowa basketball is the new Iowa State basketball. Ryan and Joaquin. You understand what he's saying there? I think. Flip-flopping. The only person who had to get on the bus back to Iowa City was Josh Jackson. Everyone else never got off of it. Mike from West Des Moines. Time to bounce around more topics. We call it face-off. Three UCLA freshman basketball players were arrested in China for allegedly shoplifting at three high-end retail stores. One of those freshmen is Leangelo Ball, son of LeVar Ball. The players are still being held in China until the situation is resolved. They're under house arrest in a five-star hotel. Some people call this vacation. Still, our laws can't protect those young men, and if it were me, I'd be scared straight. Bob Costas is the latest high-profile personality to speak out against football. Costas says the sport destroys people's brains and he would not let his son play. He even says the sport could collapse without a significant change in technology. I love football, but I agree, unless something changes, numbers will continue to decrease. I think we have to be careful making generalizations like football destroys brains. Yeah. I played nine years of tackle football and my brain remains intact. 
Whatever I lack, don't blame football. <laughs> Thursday night, NBC will show the entire football game from a different camera angle. If you played the Madden video game, right. it's the camera above and directly behind the play. I'm not sure I'll like this, but I'm interested to see how it looks. I personally still like that side view. Now, this is a gimmick to use Skycam throughout. It's used now in games, but networks should continue using all camera angles, not just the ones that appeal to video game junkies. Dowling will play in its fifth straight title game on Friday. The best dynasty in 4A football just keeps on rolling. When I first started covering high school football in the early 90s, Dowling was the team that made it to the dome but could not finish. Man, has that changed. Changed a lot. I haven't seen the Ric Flair 30 for 30 yet. Should I watch it? Woo! Yes, uh, Flair says he slept with 10,000 women, and that's one of a dozen times I thought, what? Uh, Flair loved wrestling more than his family, which helped make him a legend, but ultimately seemed sad and stupid. Woo. Over under, Gundy edition. Overrated, Mike Gundy, I'm a man, I'm 40. He was attacking a reporter for doing her job. Underrated, Mike Gundy, million dollar mullet. That thing is spectacular. I couldn't take my eyes off Look it, man. That, that thing it's is something hard else. All right, we got uh, two minute warning. Get one thought from. Oh, hold on. Interrupted. One minute. I think he's out of breath. Rolling PJ Flex boat or something. All right, <laughs> Bob is in Fort Dodge. Hi, Bob. Hi. Go ahead, Bob. One thought from you, please, sir. I like to talk about the. Uh, old Hawkeye players that played today. How about uh, Claiborne with six sacks? Yeah. Six sacks. What a game. He, he, that that, that he, is a season for most defensive linemen. And, and, and CJ Pepper gets his first NFL win. Yeah, that, that's good to point yeah, those things out. That's three touchdowns, six sacks for Claiborne. I, I think Claiborne's previous season high was seven. And I think with this, he earned like a $750,000 bonus in Eric, his contract. Eric and Ames, that's a nice bonus. Eric, go ahead. All right, Joe Lanny, real football guy. He does everything, offense, defense, special teams, dark horse candidate for Heisman votes. He deserves votes and a shot in the NFL. He did get, uh, what, one of the 30 letters sent out that yeah. he's under Heisman consideration. He should win the Paul Horning Award. Horning Award for sure. Likely won't be invited to New York, and I think he will get a shot with an NFL team. Uh, Randy in Urbandale, uh, you'll have the final six seconds. All right, uh, by the way, what's the Ric Flair thing, and who's in your Final Four right now? What do you, who's in the Final Four? Yeah, we're Bama, Notre time. Dame, Clemson, and Oklahoma. Notre Dame? I meant Miami. Sorry, oh, Bama, okay. Miami. <laughs> I was like, yeah, brain fart right there. Bama, Bama, Miami. That'll do it for us. We're back next Clemson, week. Clemson, Oklahoma. Hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound off, send off. The catch controversy, interception or catch. It's close. Have a good night. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.